0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Okay, welcome to the very rushed, but it's going to be great. Thursday solo episode. I am recording this on Wednesday morning. Usually I record these a few days before they go out. We have had the craziest week. Monday, and like, it's things that I shouldn't be complaining about. It's like first world problems. But when you work from home and you do stuff like this, where you're recording and creating content, whatever... It's hard to have people in your house, so we finally, after years of, you know, hemming and hawing, as the the term goes, to hire cleaners because even though I'm working from home, I hate that I'm constantly, like, struggling between wanting to get housework done because I'm in the house, I can see what has to be done, but... I should also be spending time working and doing stuff like this, which is what I get paid for. So, I that's like one of the downsides of working from home. There are lots of perks, like if I have to go poop, I just go poop in my own bathroom and, you know, I don't have to stress about it. If I want to throw in laundry or like prep dinner quickly, like you can do those things, but also at the same time you feel like you should be doing a bunch of other stuff like, oh, I should unload the dishwasher. I should like blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I have been thinking about getting a cleaner for a while and finally we found a company and we signed up with them. Is that how you phrase it? Signed up. So initially, before they start doing their bi-weekly, we're going to do it like a clean of the house every two weeks because it's things like washing the floors. Like, I'm sorry, but like we rarely wash floors. And when I live by myself in a condo, I wash my floors all the time. You know why? Because it took five minutes. Just like whip out your little fucking mop and like floors done in a house with dogs and a child and now working and like I would rarely wash the floors. It's insane and it's embarrassing, but like I just, it's not something that we get done. I vacuum like a mofo because our two dogs are the furriest, most shedding dogs in the world. So I constantly vacuum stuff. Like it's not a super like cluttered house. Like we don't have stuff everywhere, but the cleaning like cleaning the showers cleaning like around the toilets like the baseboards like stuff like that we just never get to so I was like it would be nice to have someone come in every two weeks to do that stuff so at least I know it's done and we're not like living in filth and I don't have it's more like a mental thing like the house was not dirty. Even the cleaners, they came and they were like, your house is not dirty at all. I was like, oh, OK. Um, it's more so like the mental. Like, I just want that mental piece off my mind. Like, I don't want to sit here and think like, Renee, you should really wash the floors, you slob. Um, so anyways, we hired them. First, they do a deep clean of the house before they start doing the bi weekly cleans. So they were planning to be here all day. And they were. So like 8.30 to 3.30, they were here. I didn't realize how having people in the house, I I would not be able to get anything done. Like the dogs were barking. I couldn't like put them away because the cleaners were kind of going, you know, throughout the house. So I like tried to keep them with me in my office. I tried to like put them downstairs. Like you could just hear them barking no matter where you put them. So I had a couple meetings and I actually put them in the car in the driveway. And don't come at me. It was like the perfect weather to have your dogs be in the car. Cracked a window. It was like a fall breeze. You know, it was perfect for them. I'm sure they were fine. So I was like, wow, today is a write off. Um, Then Milo bumped his head at school, had to go get him. He's fine. But he was just like inconsolable at school. So they called me to pick him up. So Yes. Monday was a write-off. And then Tuesday. So the previous last week, we had a guy come in and do, he just does like regular maintenance of like the furnace, the AC unit, the, we have a humidifier system in the house, like whatever he does. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know anything. Okay. Let me get to that part. Okay. So he came, did his usual thing and he was like, your furnace, like the furnace sucks. Our house. The furnace is about 10 years old. And usually you think like you always hear like they'll last like 15, 20 years. I'm gonna i I'm gonna drink some coffee. One sec. Guys, if I don't drink this mug of coffee, I might get a headache. So I need to make sure that I drink it. Um so yeah. The furnace is like 10 years old, but this is like a builder house. We live in one of those neighborhoods where it's like all the houses are the same and a builder just like fucking whipped them up as fast as he could to sell them. So they put the cheapest stuff like furnaces and whatnot because those are expensive items. So they put the cheapest possible. So he was like, the inside of your furnace has like a ton of water damage. Like clearly there's been something leaking, but the AC or whatever was leaking we got fixed last year. So he was like, there's something going on. So he's doing all his little tests. And then he was like, you're going to hate me. And I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news. But like, I can't let you guys use your furnace anymore. And I was like, what? Like, okay." And he like showed me all the testing that he was doing. And like the numbers that show up on the little machine. Like, guys, I wish I could explain this better to you, but I can't. Um. I literally just like smile and nod when he's talking to me. Um, But yeah, it was dangerous. And he was like, now I know. So whatever was happening, he was like, it could be multiple things going on. Um, So you should just like start to think about getting it replaced. But then once he figured out that it was the actual, I think it's called the gas exchange, he was like... That's dangerous, and I can't let you like run your furnace, like for my own license and for like the company, whatever. So I was like, Okay, so we didn't have a furnace all weekend. And I remember, did I text my mom or my husband? And I was like, If he turns off the furnace, does that mean we can have hot water? Like, this is how little I know about this kind of stuff. And my husband's like, Yes, we still have hot water. I was like, Okay, I don't know. Like, maybe the furnace makes the water hot. Like, I don't know. Um so anyways all weekend we didn't have a furnace. Luckily it was really nice weather. The mornings were chilly, but that's okay. Um all of that to say that so they were here on Tuesday to replace the goddamn furnace. So all week I've just had people in my house couldn't get anything done and then now today at ten thirty, like I have to leave as soon as I finish recording this I have an appointment for my eyebrows to get touched up so basically like getting tattoos on my face an hour away so I have to like motor over there do that appointment and I was going to record this after I got home but I was like who knows what's going to happen this afternoon like Milo could bump his head again at school so I better just record this as fast as I can in the morning before I go to my appointment so that I know it's done and then this afternoon I can get it up on all the platforms on YouTube and whatever so so yeah here we are um I'm gonna drink my coffee one second oh I have something else to say about the furnace guy and like my husband okay okay my husband's like, he wants to know what's going on. So like the furnace dude is here. He's like, okay, so what's going on? Like, what's, what's he saying? Like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, cause I just text him quickly. Like, oh shit, we might have to replace, replace our furnace. And he's like, oh, okay. What do you say? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, to be honest, like, I don't know. Like I can't repeat what the furnace guy told me. Cause I don't really listen and I don't understand it would be like me explaining to my husband like the ins and outs of some like complex statistical analysis and be like okay now go explain that to someone else like when you have no fucking idea about any like piece of what they're saying like this part and this part and this does this and this does a it's hard to like relay the message. So my husband always, he's like, can you call me? Can you call me? I'm like, he's still here. Okay. I have barking dogs that I'm dealing with. I'm trying to get a little bit of work done and he's still here. So no, I can't call you. I'll call you when he leaves and the house is not so freaking chaotic. So he calls me and he's like, okay, so what's going on? And I'm like, try my best to explain it to him. I'm like, honestly, like, I don't know, like You said what I basically what I explained to you guys just like two minutes ago. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm irritated because I'm like, I don't want to try and explain this over the phone. And anyways, I do my best. And later he gets home from work and he's just on the phone with the furnace guy to hear the whole story. I'm like, why did I have to try and explain it to you earlier today? You know that you're just going to call the guy and and like hear the the story from him. That always happens. Like this always happens. Like oh, are the landscapers there? Like what are they doing? Like da 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 da. I'm just like that's another like mental load and like issue of working from home. Like you're the one that deals with all the shit that has to happen in the house during work hours because you're the one that's home. Luckily, like the upside to that is that there is somebody home that can let people in to replace the fucking furnace and all that shit. But it's annoying to be the person that has to deal with that. Like sometimes I wish I did have to leave the house and be at an office and not deal with that stuff. But anyways, look at me complaining. So all of this stuff has gotten me thinking about because also what's happening where I live is like elections and people come to the door and they're like, oh, hey, like, have you heard of this? Also, Jehovah's Witnesses came to the door. I didn't know who they were. Like it wasn't obvious to me like what they were at my door for. And she like asked me something. She was like, do you believe in like living forever or like something like that? And I was like, sorry, what? And like the same time she was asking me this question, Muffin ran outside. That's our brown dog. He runs outside and he's like happy to see them like sniffing. And and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'm trying to pick Muffin up and I'm like, "I, I don't really understand what you're asking me. And she's like, oh, well, we have this like free course. And like, she hands me this thing. And I saw like free Bible course. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was like JW.com or whatever. And I'm like, Jehovah. I was like putting it together like Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, great. Like, thanks. And like, just like rage, because I'm trying to get work done here and people just show up at the door. My dogs start going crazy. It's like a whole fucking thing. Like my adrenaline spikes. Like get off my property. And so I was like thinking back to when I was younger. When I would, I, I used to deliver newspapers. That was my first job. Okay. Um, And I remember people would have those signs that was like no soliciting. And I was like, I probably asked my mom like, mom, what does no soliciting mean? One second. I got to take coffee. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code MOMROOM at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible share. What does no soliciting mean? And it's like, you don't want people coming to your door to fucking sell shit or give you free Bible course pamphlets. So I used to always think, like, oh, geez, like these are grumpy people, like with these no soliciting signs. And now I'm that person. Like, I want all the no soliciting signs. I want one of those fucking things that's in the front yard that, like, shines lights up onto your house like you know like the Christmas displays like you can put this little light in your yard and it like reflects on your entire house like I want something like that that says no soliciting don't come to the door on my house like that's how am I grumpy I don't know maybe but it's really annoying I'm used to living in condos so There's like a doorman, there's like a locked door that you can't get through unless you have like a key or a fob, whatever. That's where I lived for like 10 plus years. Now that I'm in a house where people can just fucking walk up to your front door and be like, hey, and you have to go answer the door for the most part. Sometimes I don't, like sometimes I don't. Um, in Sudbury, when Milo was a baby and I was home with him, I did not answer the door. One time I did, and it was this fucking sketchy ass looking guy. And he was like, "Yeah, we're collecting donations for the um, there's a hospice in Sudbury, and every year they do like this walk or like a run thing to raise money. And like he had like this clipboard and his stupid fucking papers with like a form and he's like we're collecting donations like and I was like you don't look like someone that's collecting donations for a hospice number one. Um, I was like no sorry I don't have like money on me like close the door. And then on the news that night, there was this thing, this story about how like these sketchy mofos were going around Sudbury pretending to be collecting donations for the hospice for their like race or whatever. And I was like, fuck, like at that point is when I realized how irritated I was about the fact that when you live in a house, people can just like walk up to your door, like anybody and just like demand your attention. It's so irritating. So I miss renting a condo for so many reasons. Like there are perks of having like a detached, like bigger home, but there's also downsides. And there's something about condo life that is just so much more like simple, like it's just simple, It's just simple. And I go back and forth between like asking my husband if we can buy, you know, some big like farmhouse out in a field somewhere. And then the next day I'm like, should we rent a condo downtown? And he's like, would you make up your mind? But the thing is, you need one or the other. You need like the big property with like trees and like beautiful, you know, all that stuff. Or you need to be in a condo downtown. Like right now we're in an in-between. We're in like a subdivision. And so you don't have the benefits of either. I'm sorry. Like, I know I sound crazy, but this is just what I think. Um, How much like. I've already been talking for 17 minutes. Okay. 16, 15 minutes, whatever. Okay. Formula one. I just want to say I'm obsessed And this is how it started. I partnered with Chevrolet. I'm actually posting that content today. I'm very excited because like that was the coolest thing ever. I got to go to the racetrack, which is called the Canadian Tire Motorsport Track, I think. And it's in Bowmanville, which is outside of Toronto. I didn't even know this place existed. And... I got the opportunity to go there with some other um, influencers from the area and it was a small group, which was really awesome. You got to like meet everybody and we went there, we looked at all the cars, they had like Corvettes and all these different fancy schmancy cars that are fast and we like tried on like the racing gear, like the outfits and I knew it was, like, an experience. Like, I was going there to experience, like, the cars on the racetrack, which, like, is kind of scary. Um, I'm, like, a defensive, like, not a, I'm not a nervous driver. I'm a nervous passenger. But I'm not one to, like, drive fast and stuff. It's weird. Like, I do drive fast, but, like, when it's appropriate, I would say. One second. So... We went there and I didn't realize like we got to drive the cars on the track by ourselves. So they had a trainer in the car up ahead and then there was two of us that left space obviously in between all the cars and we followed the trainer around the track and he was talking to us through the radio like giving us instructions on how to like maneuver around the track. And it goes against like everything that you ever like thought or like how you drive typically, like when you're just like going through the city. Like when you're and so it was very hard. Like I suck. Like I I joke that I'm gonna be a Formula One racer. Like obviously that's not gonna happen, but I suck. Like I wasn't very good, guys. Um, but it was fun. So you're, when you turn the corners, like, you're not supposed to break. You're supposed to, like, break before you go into the corner and then kind of, like, glide around it. Like, I'm sorry, but I can't. I was, like, <laughs> like tapping the brake because, like, in my mind, I'm, like, I'm going too fast to turn this corner. Like, I need to, like, stop at a stop sign and turn on my signal light and then turn. You know what I mean? But, no, you're supposed to just fucking, like, zip around the corner. So it was hard to get used to. I was really good at the straightaway when we could just like go as fast as we wanted for a while. And I got up to 196 in, I think the Corvette. That was crazy. But then you're like, oh, like you have a corner coming up. So you're like, slow down, slow down, slow down, like before you go in the corner. Anyways, it was so cool. Um, after we got to try the different cars following the trainer, one of the professional drivers, took each of us around in a corvette like I will never forget this moment in my entire life. It was bananas and they're not even going. they were doing like they said 85% of what they would do if they were driving alone. and like I'm gonna share a video. I filmed me in the car with the guy um his name's Sam going around the track and I cut it up into be like a funny little reel and I'm going to share it today probably or tomorrow. It's so funny. Like I cannot I can't. Like how do you go around a corner so fast? And he's like you have to trust the car like these cars are built like to to do that. Like they're not going to flip going around the corner in my mind, I'm like, okay, the car is about to flip over and we're going to roll 25 times. Like that's just what's going to happen. But no, it was incredible. So I had that experience. And then I was talking to my mom and my sister about that. And they were like, oh, you got to watch Formula One on Netflix. You got to watch Formula One. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. And so I started watching Formula One and now I think think it's like my favorite thing. Like there's a race this weekend and I'm going to do what other people do and like record the race because they're all over the world. So they happen like overnight or at random hours. I'm going to record it and I'm going to watch it. And like, I can't wait. Like it's so good. And the amount of money that goes into Formula One, like the logistics, the like drama, the politics, the like... Oh my god, it's so cool. Like there's two drivers per team. And so like you're trying to race for your team, but also at the same time, like you want to beat your fucking partner. Like it's just so cool. Anyways, um, I must partner with Formula One, and that's my goal for next summer. So that's my that's my goal. Um, they also have merch. I was like asking my husband, like, where can I get like Formula One shit? Like to where Charlie Goss will not approve. Formula one gear. I'm sure of it. I'll ask her though. Um, I found a t-shirt, but also I'm like, people are like, who's your favorite driver? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I love Daniel Ricardo, but it's like a biased like, because he was on armchair expert. And I listened to the episode just like not even knowing who he was. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy's awesome. So I think Daniel Ricardo is my favorite driver. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's my Formula One rant. I know lots of you are like, what's Formula One? Should I watch it? Like, yeah, you should. Okay. Um, Have you listened to the bedwetting episode with my husband? Everybody, nobody talks about bedwetting. So I'm really happy that we got to put out that episode. It was so informative and I hope it just like shifts people's perspective on bedwetting, especially if you are a parent that has a child that is experiencing bedwetting like go and listen to that send it to your friends everybody like people are obsessed with that episode for that reason but also because of my husband's voice and I'm like first of all and I complained about this on my stories like he's actually the worst for a podcast because he starts off his sentences talking like this and then he goes down like this and he starts talking like this and I'm like oh my God. So I was trying to edit our audio files because I edit the solo episodes or the Thursday episodes. And like the the audio um, bars, like when you're looking at it, like starts up here and then it like goes down and you can barely hear it. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get this episode to be like level sound throughout? People are going to be like, when he starts a sentence, you know, like turn down the volume and then like you're gonna have to turn it up like to hear the rest of the sentence. And that's how he talks in real life, too. I need to train him to have like a podcast voice like projection. Like you need to talk. Oh, um, drives me nuts. You know, like do you guys watch The Wiggles? You know, um, what is it? Mumbles the monster. Like that's my husband, Mumbles. He like starts off like this and I was like. blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. Anyways, you guys were like, oh my God, his voice is so silky smooth. Like he's got such a great radio voice. I'm like, what? Like, okay. So what I'm going to do, you know what we should do? My husband should start a podcast where he's like reading children's books and just put it up and see how it does. Like he could change careers and be like a podcaster. Anyways. Um, okay. I want to give a book report. There are some other things that I wanted to talk about. Merch should be out. I got my t-shirt finally yesterday. I'm super happy with it. Love it. I made a bunch of different designs. Um, so I'm going to create a real, probably launch that today if I find time in this fucking jam packed schedule. Um, but yeah, merch should be out. So be excited about that. If you, I'm going to put the link in the bio of the podcast account. So at the mom room podcast. So check that out. Also greeting cards. If you haven't checked out the capsule I did with under the stairs paper co, we put out a bunch of awesome greeting cards. I'm actually going to order some today because Ariana just had her baby and I would like to send her one. So check out those greeting cards under the stairs paper co. Um, there's ones for IVF. There's ones for like the mom in postpartum, not for like, Oh, welcome to the baby. Like, no, what about the mom? You know, um, there's ones for C-section. They're really great. And it's cards that were needed in the world. So I made them. Um, okay. Book report before I go, I cannot read romantic comedies anymore. Let me take coffee. I read the first like romantic comedy book that I read was called Book Lovers. It's by Emily Henry. And I loved it. I was like, oh, like there's like spicy. Like I did not know that novels. I'm not like a novel reader. I just started reading novels recently. I'm like very much like a nonfiction girl. So I started reading novels and I was like, oh, I'm going to try like a romantic comedy one. Like I was expecting it to be like a romantic comedy movie. Like, no, there's legit like porno in words in these books. And you look at the cover of the book and it's like cartoony and like, you know, like kind of like juvenile-ish, like book lovers. And then you read the book and I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening? And so... I loved that story and I think because it was like a new, like I hadn't read a book like that before, it was entertaining to me and it was really good. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try another one. Somebody recommended The Unhoneymooners. Really good. That was like, it's funny and it should be a movie. So I read almost all of that, but once it got to the end, I kind of skimmed through it really quickly because I was like, I know what's going to happen. Like it's kind of boring. Then I tried like some other romantic comedy kind of books. I can't even think of them now. I one I just stopped reading at like 50% is the un the meat the uncute meat or the unmeat cute or something like that. I just like turned it off. Cause I read on my Kindle. Um there was like a couple other ones too where I just like stopped reading them. I cannot read romantic comedies anymore because it's like once you read one, it's like, well there you go. You as soon as you even read the back of the book and you're like, "Oh, this is what it's about." Like you know everything that's going to happen in that book. Like okay, like there's two people that don't like each other and then and then they do like each other and then they have sex and it's very explicit and like detailed and then they go back to like da 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 and then there's another like crazy like scene where they have sex and you know and then da da da, da and like you just kn- and then they're going to end up together at the end cuz they end up liking each other. That's literally every single book. Um, The first time I read one, it was great, super entertaining. But now it's like, okay, this is boring. So I started reading Hotel Nantucket. Obsessed. Like, I need a novel. I don't know. Like, I don't want to read, like, scary stuff before bed. I don't want to read, like, disturbing stuff. Like, I just want to read, like, fucking Hotel Nantucket. Like, it's perfect. It's like the history of this old old hotel that's being redone and there's like a ghost that lives in the hotel, like not in a creepy way. I just love it. So that is the perfect book for me before bed. And I'm going to look for similar books once I'm done that one. Um, also something I've noticed is like, and I just want to get this off my chest. Everybody that has a platform, if you have a platform you can write a book. That's like I know people that are extremely brilliant that have incredible writing skills, they have PhDs, they their book is like needed in the world and they cannot write a book because and like the publishers straight up say this to their face, you don't have a big enough platform on social media. And like what happened to the days of like, like your education, your writing skills, like none of that matters anymore. It's like, how many followers do you have? Okay. You can write a book and we will publish it. It's wild. So anyways, I wanted to say that because I have read books from people that I love as like social media, um, or reality TV or whatever. And I'm like, really? This is a book? Okay. It's good. I enjoy it because I'm interested in their story and, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. But it's just like, it's frustrating that like they can write these books and they're New York Times bestsellers. But then you have people that are like legit writers, like trained, genius, like have so much to write about and like really important information that needs to be out in the world. And it's like, "Mm, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Sorry. Grow your following and then we'll publish your book. It's like, "Mm." anyways, wanted to get that off my chest. I have to run guys. I have to go get my face tattooed. So this has been swell. Um, If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast, whatever. Go follow us on YouTube. Like all these episodes are up in full video format on YouTube every Tuesday, every Thursday, check out the merch and the website should be up any day now. I'm just waiting for one little tweak and then we can go and we're going to have a blog and it's going to be a great old time. So without, oh my God, that's what I say at the beginning without further ado. Okay. Um, what do I say at the end? Um, I hope your children sleep tonight, guys. Okay. Bye. Ha, <laughs>